Hard Candy with Strudel and Tea On the tenth day of January, Kathy stripped the tree, wrapping each ornament in sheets of old newspaper. She saved the star for last. The star she wrapped in November's headline. Lucky to be alive, was what the front page said. Kathy did not feel lucky. When she finished, the spruce stood bare, casting a feeble shadow on the sealed box marked Christmas Breakables. Here's to a new year. Kathy let her eyes skim the December grid, but only for a second before pinning a fresh calendar in its place. December had come and gone without her. The days condensed into one-inch squares, each one like the day before it, except for Sundays and, of course, the 25th. On those days, there would be no postal deliveries. To a fresh start, she raised her cup, and the pain in her elbow caused her voice to waver. Out, out with the old and in with the new. She took a tiny sip and shuddered. The tea was cold, musty, and bitter. She imagined apples rotting in thick, stagnant fluid, fermenting culls no one could reach at the bottom of a mildewed barrel. The thought caused her stomach to roll, but she swallowed the tea anyway. We'll drink a cup of kindness, dear, to old Lang Syne. She sat the cup down and shuffled back toward the tree. Needles of dried evergreen, now ochre in color, burrowed into the low pile carpet and pricked her feet with each passing. She welcomed the stinging itch in lieu of the numbness. Wincing with each step, she dragged the container toward the kitchen. At the base of the folding ladder, she paused, forced herself to stand erect, and took a deep breath. Breathe past the pain. That was what the therapist had told her, and for the most part, it was a good piece of advice. Kathy stared up at the rectangular hole, first wondering how Frank, with his wide shoulders, was ever able to navigate such a small space, then wondering if she could make the trek up those grueling steps. Of course you can, she said, hoisting the cardboard container. Just remember to breathe past the pain. There were nine of them, to be precise. Nine agonizing, bone-grinding steps, but Kathy was determined. Bear weight on the strong leg and breathe. The first step sent a jolting pain through her pelvis. She clenched her jaw and heaved her twisted leg onto the second rung. That's two. Not bad. Not bad at all. By the third step, a fiery sensation engulfed her lower back, flames running the length of her legs and exploding in the heels of her feet. She clutched the dusty rail and pulled, ignoring the splinters in her left palm. Good job, old girl. We're halfway there. Between the fourth and fifth rung, her knees were near buckling. That's no step for a stepper, as Frank would say. By the eighth step, her extremities felt like slush, like fire and ice mingled together and warring against one another. Her heart thumped against her ribs, her sternum throbbed. Each heartbeat caused her eyes to bulge and blur until the attic spun around her. Kathy squeezed the box firmly under her right arm and flung herself through the opening. I did it! She bellowed in puffs toward the kitchen. 
She dropped the carton and shoved her palm hard against her breast. My heart is going to explode, and I don't care. I made it. Breathe. She blinked the stinging perspiration from her eyes and cheered. Ha, lay, lu, ya. Kathy awoke beside the box, with her face pressed against raw plywood and a soft, methodical drip tapping at her temple.